Well, we're here. Are you getting? Are you ready to get started? Yeah. So I'll tell you this. Um, after the fiftieth episode, I promised myself and God that I was going to start doing video podcasting. Okay. And so you happen to be our first guest. <laughs> well, lucky I put my makeup on. I'm looking a bit better than last time I spoke to you. <laughs> Dear sister, hey dear sister, how are you doing? This is Kate Akokadezi, and it is great to have you listening today. What I aim to this to do with this podcast is to help you heal your heart and mind as you choose to live free today. This is Kate Akokadezi, and I hope you're doing well. So welcome to Choose to Live Free. All right, so before we get into my conversation with our guest today, I just want to talk a little bit about what we are going to be hearing about from our guest, okay? Uh, We talk about mindset of recognizing who God is to you. And this is absolutely so important because as I am recording the intro to today's episode, I am somewhere in Augusta, Georgia, and I am here at our uh, conference, HR conference, our Georgia Council for Human Resources conference. And, you know, God works. If I were to tell you all how God works uh, in my life, you know, it's it's so amazing because over the last few weeks and months, you've heard me talk about school and finishing school and all those things. And one and I, I, I really treat this podcast and my listeners as the extension of the family that God has blessed me with, the friends that I want to talk with, the sisters that I want to just sit down and have a drink with. Well, maybe, you know, I drink kosher wine. So yeah, it's so good, by the way, the wine that I drink, it is so good. But anyway, so just have a drink with you and really just Um, talk about life. And if you're judging me because I drink a glass of wine, save it. (laughs) Whatever you drink, okay, just make sure that it's healthy and you're just being very careful. All right. That's all I'm going to say, because some people don't and some people do and some all that stuff. Anyway, so back to the story. So God works in mysterious ways because This season of my life has really proven that when you take your hands off the steering wheel and you allow him to direct your path, as he says in his word, he really is going to direct your path into places that you would have never dreamed of being. Okay, so I am in Augusta, Georgia about to walk into a season that I never really dreamt I would walk into. When I finished uh, my Master of Family, Marriage and Family Therapy in July, I was just, I've been asking God, what is next? What is next? Because I, when, when he's, what he's called me to, I want to make sure that I steward my talent and my gift and my resources the right way. And so I've been kind of asking God, Lord, you try to, you know, I, I, I tried to leave corporate America because you were asking me to go to school for therapy and now I'm done and, you know, you've had me go back to corporate and I'm still, you know, still working in ministry and what what's up with that? And he, I always imagine and think about those mentors that I admire out there who are not personally mentors to me, but I admire them enough to follow their journey in ministry and listen to them like Nona Jones. So sometimes when I think about, okay, God, did you call me to uh, be a f- in full-time ministry and also be a full-time you know, corporate professional or what are you doing with me? Like, seriously, what are you doing? And when I graduated, he really, you know, was, was not telling me straight up. And sometimes I'm like, just tell me what to do. And he's not telling me what to do. He's like, just showing me one step at a time. 
And I've gotten to a place where this one step at a time actually is very liberating. I, I just, you know, I, I, he, I've gotten to the place where I'm like, Lord, when the door you open, the opportunity you open aligns with my purpose, my calling, the things that are of you, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to do it, which has meant letting some things go slowly. And I'm happy that I've, I've been able to say no to some things and just being focused, you know. But in this season, I am in Augusta, Georgia, and I was literally informed by, you know, a woman that I admire so greatly. She's been part of this journey in my life. And she said, hey, um, just an, you know, FYI, and she announced it to the whole HR team that I'm a part of that I have been, uh, I was nominated, okay, first of all, surprise, and I have been selected to win the, to receive the, uh, 2023 HR Professional of the Year Award. And I'm like, what in the world now? Like, uh, you know, when he she announced this, I was so surprised. And at the end of the conference call, I walked over to her office and I was crying because it was it, it's just overwhelming, you know. And to to think in January, February, literally, I had walked away from this organization and this career. You know, I was like, I'm done with HR. I'm moving on to to bigger and better things. Here, yeah, Lord, here I come. Yes. And he's like, nope, go back. <laughs> and there's so much peace. I wanted to share this because as we go into the conversation with my guest, it's all about joy and it's all about drawing closer to Jesus and allowing him to, to do the things that he needs to do in you. So for even my guest, you know, traveling across continents, during the pandemic, going to Bible college, all this based on a prophetic word. Who does that? Who does that? Well, my guest this week did because she and her family chose to follow Jesus, isolating, leaving friends behind, being on the other side of the world. You have no option but to lean in closer to Jesus. Kylie with a double L, okay, because she's balanced. <laughs> and reserved. <laughs> Kylie with a double L Martin is the joy carrier. Now y'all know I'm the chief joy activator, but when I hear my sisters who call themselves by cute joy names, I lean in because I know the work that has gone into being in a place where you can actually receive this new name from God because he says he'll give us a new name. Yes. So as I, I'm preparing to receive this award, I want us to lean in and I want us to go into the presence of the Lord as we hear from Kylie. She is a debut author with a passion for storytelling, the word of God, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. As a wife, mother, and friend, she brings warmth and connection to every relationship she cultivates. A church leader and speaker, Kylie is passionate about empowering women and seeing the church embrace the fullness of the kingdom. Recently returning to New Zealand after completing ministry school in California, she is settling back into a slower pace of life and finding inspiration for her subsequent books. She's enjoying the rich coffee culture, delectable food, and the mid-century modern design of her family home. Sounds like me, Kylie, because as I have wound down, I was about to say wind up, as I have wounded down or wound down from school and actually recently completing a dissertation for uh, my theology degree and all that. Yes, y'all, so much going on, I could tell y'all, but yes, I was low key. I was low key trying to finish another master's degree program in ministry and thank God I'm done. So just like Kylie saying, settling back into a slower pace feels good to my soul right now. As you listen to both Kylie and I, I want to encourage you that may God, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is from Romans 15, 13. Here are some nuggets for you. Choose joy, choose gratitude, choose thankfulness, 
mindset. Recognize that there is always more of God and with God. You can have more of him every day. Watch, pause, and listen because the Lord is speaking all the time. Sometimes the shift that God asks you to make is the life-changing transformation you desperately need. Despite all the greatest achievements, okay, when God calls you, it is for a relationship. First, before you do, you must become. You get to be before you do. The further you walk with the Lord, the more you get pruned. Yes, that's so true. When you are diligent in your spiritual disciplines, you eventually get to a place of relating with God instinctively. You grow beyond practicing just spirit, simple spiritual disciplines. Be excited about moving from the shoulds with God to the wants and musts with God. Learn to recognize God's voice in your journey and know and trust this voice. Know the joy killers in your life. These can be subtle to very obvious cues and clues. When you walk with God closely, he will help you get things done at his pace, of course. If he called you, be rest assured that as you obediently work on the process, he ultimately has to make it happen. Bring your thoughts, fears to God and be honest about the lies you are possibly believing. And lastly, the Holy Spirit will counsel you to become who God has destined you to become. First, you must be before you come to an awareness of what it is that he's calling you to do. The being part is often where the pruning is. It's often where the growing is. It's often where the everything is because when you are truly being who he has called you to be, then when you start doing the things that he wants you to do, nobody can stop you. Okay. We had a great conversation, which I know you will enjoy too. And remember to always choose to be free, choose to live free and choose to stay free, being faithfully renewed, encouraged, and exceptional women and men of God. This is Kate, your chief joy activator. Until next time, may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. And remember, heal people, heal people. So go out there into the world and heal someone today. Choose to live free. I love you. Bye. (laughs) Enjoy the conversation. Hi, Kylie. Hey, everyone. This is Choose to Live Free podcast. This is Kate Eko-Kadezi, and I have a special treat and a special guest with me today, Kylie Martin, all the way from the part of the world that I really, really want to live at, (laughs) Australia, New Zealand. Australia, Australia. New Zealand. So, and she, you know, she's, you know, not Australia because Australia is kind of sort of my first choice, but if I end up in New Zealand. It's okay too. <laughs> I, I won't hold that against you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, and so here we are getting to discuss a powerful, powerful topic. And before we get started, I just want you kindly to introduce yourself to the people. <laughs> I always hate this bit, Kate. So I've written something. I said, I'm a down to earth Kiwi mum. Who loves Jesus just enough? Well, not just enough. I had to drag my husband and kids across the world during a COVID pandemic. And then I was lucky enough to have a life-changing experience. And I wrote my first debut book. And now I'm passionate about this message and preparing to launch online courses, even though I'm technologically challenged. (laughs) So that's a bit about me. She says she's technologically challenged. Everything, everything will come together. Everything will come together. It's just dabbling because as you you can tell, a lot of things that we are doing these days is all technology. This podcast recording now is like, wow, I got to switch like platforms, you know, to get a better uh, reception and a better view and all that. And so um, it's, it's challenging for some of us. It's exciting for some of us. But the great thing is that I think we all have a heart to serve the Lord. And so we get into it, even when it's challenging and we try to do our best. So, right. That's right. That's yeah. all we can ask. <laughs> so, 
author, speaker, joy carrier. When y'all go on her website, she has that. I say I'm a chief joy activator. She's a joy carrier. So I'm going to start this conversation with you telling us and explaining to us and showing us what it means to be a joy carrier. Mm. Uh, I just, yeah. <laughs> Even as I just think about being a joy carrier, uh, I've been thinking about lately about um, how joy, we hear a lot that joy is a choice and that we choose joy. But I come with this different message that joy is a gift and joy is something to be received. Mm -hmm. So I get to receive the joy of the Lord and I get to carry that with me wherever I go and how just take it out to the world, take it to my family, take it to my friends and even take it to your listeners. <laughs> so I'm just carrying the joy that the Lord has given me, given me. I love it. I love it. Uh, we just celebrated our 50th episode uh, on Choose to Live Free podcast. And I remember one of the, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, one of the things that we had discussed was around uh, the qualities of a godly woman. And I had said something to the effect that wherever you go as a godly woman, people need to experience the God in you and smell the God off of you. Like you should get this aroma, this perfume of who you are as a godly woman. And as you're talking about this joy carrier, I'm sensing like when you get to a place, people are like, oh, can I have some of your joy? Can I have some of your joy? So I love it. I love it. And the reason why you're here is because, you know, I love all things joy. But in particular, I love the stories behind how people get to where they are and how they connect themselves to the Lord and how they come to this place where they know who they are in Christ and for you becoming a joy carrier and you know embodying it, writing the book and spreading this message, right? So let's go ahead and start by you describing your uh, season, your breaking free season when you realize that it had to be Jesus with you through whatever it is that you're going through or nobody else. Talk to us. Yeah. Well, I've had probably lots of breakthrough moments. Um, it's been a long history with the Lord. Um, yeah, my husband, my husband and I, we had um, gone through a real difficult season. We've been married 22 years this year. And for the first 15 years, we went through so many trials. My dad passed away. Uh, I, I had endometriosis and infertility issues. And then my husband had a, a back problem. He broke his back when he was young and that flared up when he was about 28. And so we had this period of time where he was in and out of hospital and having surgeries, living in chronic pain, depressed, and um, so this caused me to just seek after the Lord, seek after healing. Um, and, and then later on, a close friend, their son um, passed away. He had surgery and had a seizure. And, and we prayed for healing for him. We prayed for healing for him, but it didn't happen. And it just really took us into a time where we were just questioning the Lord and, and asking the Lord for more. And this caused us to uh, go on an adventure to travel over and live in California uh, in 2020. We went to, and we went to ministry school to learn more about uh, the healing power of the Lord uh, and more about his presence in our lives. So that was a real kind of of moment of where we were just going to follow Jesus. And it was during the COVID pandemic where everyone around us was thinking we were crazy to, to shift to the other side of the world. But we were just like, Lord, we need more of you. And so we're just willing to, to follow him. Mm -hmm. What does that look like when you wake up and you realize that, Lord, I need more of you? What is that practically for 
for a woman who is um, in any stage of life. So for you, being a mom, being a wife, being a ministry leader, um, being a daughter, being a friend. And for some other sister, you know, they are not a mom, but they have a high power career job and they have all these things going for them. What does, what does that look like to, be, to come to this place of, Lord, I need you and no other? Mm. Thank you is recognizing we were sick of just church going on a Sunday, you know, and um, and like I was talking that message about choosing joy, I had chosen joy, I'd chosen thankfulness and gratitude for years and, and lived in, in that and having this positive mindset, but um, I just felt that there was more. I read in the Bible and saw pictures and story and heard stories of more and it's just recognizing that um, I wasn't seeing that in my life and mm -hmm. and just this hunger this mm -hmm. hunger in sort of my stomach that I wanted the more of him and it was just willing to give up everything to to follow that we gave up our jobs uh, leave our house behind spend loads of money just to go and seek and learn more about god mm -hmm. i like what you're saying that um you know knowing more about god there, in, with god there's always more i wrote it down i said there's always more with god and that is from ephesians 3 20 i think if i remember correctly um and i like that you mentioned there is always more with god because in our lives right there is more with everything when you turn around, you can have more food, you can have more water, more <laughs> drinks, more sweets, more sugar, you know, more of everything, right? Um, and so I'm hearing you say that, you know, you chose. It was a, a decision that you and your husband made. You're going to choose joy. You're going to choose thankfulness, this kind of mindset that you have and stepping into this relationship with the Lord and saying that whatever comes with serving you, my mindset is joy. My mindset is thankfulness, and I'm going to take that and run with it. You yeah. had to make that decision to choose. Was it difficult getting to this place of choosing joy? Mm, at times it was. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. You know, some days you're like, I've got no strength in me to choose at all, but I just mm -hmm. kept choosing Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just choosing choosing mm -hmm. him and mm -hmm. as far as going overseas and choosing that it wasn't hard because um we were in a prophetic community mm -hmm. and so we had been given uh prophetic words and confirmations that we mm -hmm. were supposed to travel so mm -hmm. i think we had six or seven in total mm -hmm. so when we were yeah questioning and when we were worried we really just held on to that mm -hmm. uh, that that made the choice to go uh, with jesus much mm -hmm. easier mm -hmm. so at this point i know there's someone listening that has a decision to make right um and that decision they are waiting i want to hear from god i want to hear from god i want to hear god tell me exactly what i should do and i'll do it but then at the same time, they're confused. They don't know what to do. It's kind of like they don't know how to even make the decision. From your experience, making the transition from New Zealand to the United States and then eventually going back, what were some of the moments that really, um, for a dear sister that's listening, you know, they can pinpoint to to be able to hear from the Lord? What, what is this um it's not a practicality. It might be a practicality. It might be a skill. Mm -hmm. But what is it that you would encourage someone who is listening based on your own experience of hearing from the Lord and, you know, going with what he's saying, even when you don't know the road ahead, right? What are some mm -hmm. of the things that you believe helped you to really decipher between this is coming from God and this is coming from me? Like, yeah. how did you do that? That's a good question, Kate. Well, it, going overseas actually came out of just a sort of flippant comment that I made to my husband. I was like, we should do this. And he turns around and goes, yeah, we should do that. <coughs> and then I was like, what do we do with this? And then we went and watched TV and we're watching the Home and Garden show. 
and they were talking about where the couple had met each other and it was at Bible College in Reading, California, which was the Bible College we were talking about going to. And so we're like, oh, is that the Lord? Um, <laughs> you know, so it was sometimes listening to the, the subtle suggestions. And then we went to church the next day and, and our pastors, we went up for prayer. So we were open to hear from the Lord. And our pastors prophesy over us a new season that would be moving into a new mm. season. And then, so we were praying about it and we went to a prophetess in our church and, and mm. said, we're trying to make a decision. We told her no, nothing <laughs> of what we were doing, what we were thinking, and just ask her to pray for us. And so I, I think it's important to sort of watch and listen, knowing that the Lord is speaking all of the time, watching and listening even for obscure things, and then uh, and then also asking for confirmation for people that you trust in your life and who listen to the Lord well. Mm. Yeah, there's a couple of things. I like that. So when, the, when we are pausing and listening and taking notice of all the things that may be subtle that God is showing us. It might be through dreams. It might be through mm -hmm. people. It might be through a TV show. It might be through something that um, you hear the Lord saying. I often hear people say that when they hear this confirmation and when God tells them to do something, despite the fact that there might be some fear associated with the yeah. next steps that they have to take, they always have this um, this peace that mm. settles within their heart that says yeah. that this is what I'm supposed to do. How was it for you with that? Yeah, definitely. We were just we knew that it was right when we got mm -hmm. confirmation. Yeah, I got some uh, other things spoke to me out of a book that I was reading, then a scripture. So it was multiple things and from multiple places that we knew that we were doing the right thing mm -hmm. i mean someone was like that's crazy all going across this uh, ocean <laughs> and covid and you know but you came to the united states and you settled for a while right three and years. three years and you settled for a while and so looking at your breaking free season where you said that, okay, Jesus, I choose you. I choose joy. I choose the thankfulness mindset. I am moving forward. As you, you guys came over here to the United States and for three years, you were in Bible college and all that. Um, you wrote a book as well, right? Um, breaking through those moments of, um, tell us how it was for you being in Bible college, being in, a, in another country, another continent altogether, all these things. How important did Jesus become to you and your family? Uh, so important. Um, when we, you know, we fought, really fought for nine months to try and get to, to, um, to Reading and get to, to ministry school. And yeah, it was a struggle every step of the way and we had to hold on to those prophetic words. And once we got there, um, school COVID went rampant through the county and our school was closed down and we went online for um, six weeks. So we'd only been in school three weeks mm -hmm. uh, in person and then we're online for six weeks. And mm -hmm. so at that time, we it was like, what are we doing here on the other side of the world? We've made this decision to follow Jesus. And then this is not turning out like I expected mm -hmm. at, at all. You can imagine it was very isolating. It was hard to make friends. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we're just sitting. Our kids end up doing homeschooling. And we're sitting on the couch on the other side of the world. And, and it was yeah we just had to to uh yeah choose jesus every day and uh, there was one one day i my husband and i both well the whole family got covid and so 
I remember this one day we'd got COVID and I was lying on the couch and listening to worship, our worship, worship session for school. And I was crying and I was complaining to the Lord going, what are, you know, what have you got us here for? And, and then a voice just in my head, you know, the Holy Spirit says, if I had told you this was going to happen, would you have come? And I stopped and was like, Oh, yes. Yes, I would come because you told me seven times to come. <laughs> and he's like, well, what are you complaining about? You know, get oh. over yourself. And so it was it was kind of a slightly harsh word, but uh, but still done in jest and this real connection with the Lord. And I think it was, you know, we talk about the vine and the branches and being gently pruned, you know, that the Lord prunes us and I think just him trimming off the lies that I was believing about our situation, going, I'm not going to get what I came for. You know, I came across the other side of the world and I'm not going to get what I came for. Um, that was a lie that needed to be trimmed. And and if I had stayed in that mindset, I would have probably gone home early and not received what I needed to receive while I was there. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So, so, yeah, intimacy was just so important. Um, one of the, the major things our teachers spoke to us about that time was like, you didn't come to school for the corporate setting. You didn't come to school for the worship. You came because the Lord told you to, and it's for him that you came. So they highlighted it was about our relationship with the Lord and intimacy with him. That was the most important thing. And I think that's what I needed to learn. I'm actually really grateful for the time where we weren't in school together, where it was just about me and my relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I am writing this down. I always take notes. So, um, <laughs> but as you're talking about this, I wrote, you know, when God calls you, it is for a relationship first. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes when God calls us, people think it's for you to just go out there and do, right? I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to be this person and that, that, that. But how many of us who uh, truthfully walk in this journey of renewal and uh, uh, being faithful to the Lord, how many of us would really openly, transparently say that? The further I go with the Lord, the more I get pruned. <laughs> <laughs> the further I go with the Lord, the more I get pruned. Tell us about some of the spiritual disciplines that really carried you through this season. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny, like I've moved away more from spiritual disciplines and just um, about relationship, you know, mm -hmm. I grew up in um, a quite a conservative church, a very Bible, in the Salvation Army, very Bible teaching church and, and grew up with the mindset of that I'm a, a servant of the Lord rather than I'm a daughter of the king, the, the high king, and I'm, I'm part of the royal priesthood. And I get to have a relationship with my, with my daddy. Um, you know, I've read stuff where people are offended that people would call Father God, Abba God, and, and Daddy and Papa. But, you know, Jesus introduced uh, the Father God in the New Testament as Abba Father, and it was this, um, yeah, it was this title that had this endearment to it and this relationship concept that wasn't in the Old Testament. And so, uh, when it, I, you know, I'm still fairly disciplined. I read the Word, I worship, and I praise, but. It's more about waking up each morning and saying, good morning, Daddy, and hey, Holy Spirit, and just hanging out and mm -hmm. it coming from a place of, I just love the Lord so much and he's the one who gives me joy and he's the one who gives me strength to walk out my life. So mm -hmm. it's more not from discipline, but from a relationship. 
Mm-hmm. Or we could even say that the disciplines kind of help the relationship further, right? Mm-hmm. And as you were yeah. talking, I'm hearing this, um, I'm hearing from you this contentment that you've gotten to where you've made up your mind. It's kind of like your mind is made up. Nobody can change Kylie's mind about God. Right. <laughs> Even if you try it. I'll change you everybody know? else's mind. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like you've made up your mind, as it says in the word in so, so many places in the word where it says, make up your mind. You've made up your mind that mm. God is my father. I am part of this royal priesthood. I have been adopted mm. into sonship. I am here for the long haul, no matter what it is. I am going nowhere. I'm going to be the one that, you know, I'll be sitting at Jesus's feet like, I need more and I need more and I need more. (laughs) That's what I'm hearing from you to the point where, you know, while another sister might need to hold on to practicing these spiritual Mm -hmm. disciplines in order to get to that place where she feels filled up with the Holy Spirit so much that, She's embodying or starting to embody the spirit of God. And so it comes natural now. Praying is not a big deal. Worshiping is not a big deal. Uh, Fasting is not a big deal, right? Giving is not a big deal. Like all these spiritual disciplines that really we ought to bring into our being. You are kind of here and you're saying that I made my way here. And now that I'm here, I'm, I'm all good. I'm I'm ready to be used by God. I'm ready to serve him in whatever capacity that he wants me to serve him. And that's what I'm getting from you. And it's so beautiful. Yeah, I I think I've really gone away from the shoulds, you know, that we Mm -hmm. should do this and should fast and and Mm -hmm. should pray and rather doing it out of I want, I want to, because I, you know, I love the Lord so much and just, Mm -hmm. Um, when he speaks, I, I just listen and I and I follow and just yeah flow with him, just abiding, <laughs> abiding in him rather than that that should. Yeah. So you know, just and it was, journey, right? it was a journey, right? It was a journey, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it was a journey to get from where you are, which is you naturally and um, mm. you know you naturally want to do it. Um, it says in Hebrews about us. You know, moving from that, we should we should crave pure spiritual milk. Um, and then in Hebrews, it talks about mm. the different levels. I would say yeah. in which people get to where we are in our spiritual formation. And mm. I love what you're saying, which is I have gravitated now towards the wants and out of the willingness of my heart, I want to do that. Not mm. because someone is telling me to, but because yeah. I know this helps my relationship with the Lord. I love that. I love yeah. that. And it helps sustain the joy too. It helps sustain, right, that this thing that you have. So tell us a little bit about unlimited joy. Because yeah. I love I love the title. I was like, unlimited <laughs> joy. It's like this water. You keep pouring it and it never, you know, it never runs out. It never, it never runs, runs out. out. So and, tell us about that. I- since you're recording now, I can show you the book cover <laughs> of Limited Joy. I, like, I just love the book cover. It sounds funny, but it's this shiny, glossy, shiny, glossy book, and it has this liquid spilled over it. Mm-hmm. So there's a story in chapter one about liquid being uh, poured, like spilt all over the floor. And then throughout this, throughout the book, it talks about. Uh, you know, the oil of joy being poured out on us. And then it also reminds me of like a nice sweet Riesling. New Zealand has beautiful wine, uh, sweet dessert oh, no, wine. I got to go to New Zealand. And it's like joy is like the sweet wine of heaven, something that um, can make you lighter and make you, you know, give you a gladness to your heart. So it's this i love the cover of my book and mm-hmm. yeah like you say unlimited joy it comes out of the scripture um now the god of hope fill you with all joy but all joy doesn't roll off the tongue very well all joy so unlimited <laughs> unlimited joy um and I'll, I'll just tell you a story um just to that really 
it was a big part of of this book and the start of it was when I was about five months in being from being away from home and I was it had been the Christmas and New Year's season and I was incredibly homesick I had uh, been struggling to make friends and and have connections and I missed my family and my friends back at home and I went to this worship uh, night. It was out in the tent because we couldn't meet in person inside. And um, I was just talking to the Lord and, and just telling him how lonely I was and, and how I was feeling. And and um, and then in the spirit, I saw this bucket and it was like, uh, it was filled with this oily substance and it was pouring out uh it poured out over my head and I asked the Lord what it was and he said it's the oil of gladness and it was like he was I was bringing to him my grief and my loneliness and he poured out the oil of gladness on my head and and I saw it in the spiritual but it even it came through the natural and I could feel this like fine um layer of oil on my head it was in my ears and and on the back of my neck and I went home feeling really different and the next morning I woke up and all the loneliness that I had been feeling had just gone and it was yeah it was just this beautiful exchange where I took my loneliness to the Lord and he poured out his joy on me um (sighs) And, um, and I just had lots of moments with the Holy Spirit where he showed me that joy was that gift that he poured out. It was joy that he put in me rather than me choosing to have joy mm. that I yeah received it from him. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit yeah. that... The spirit of the Lord is in us and we can cultivate it. We already have it. We don't need to do anything else out in this world. We already have it. What I'm hearing, when you sit with the Lord, when you get close to the God, mm-hmm. there are so many gifts that awaits us. Like we have mm-hmm. it, right? And in January, me and in my in my ministry, we are planning a retreat. And I have been asking the Lord about what, you know, what direction are we going with the retreat? What should we be doing and all that stuff? And he has taken me to a place where it's all about his daughters getting close. Are. So if you're someone who doesn't really know him, just get close. If you're mm-hmm. someone who knows him, get closer to him. Yeah. Because I'm hearing all this about the loneliness went away. And you were filled with joy, the oil of joy from Isaiah 61, chapter 3. Yeah. Uh, chapter 61, verse 3. It says that beauty instead of ashes, you know, oil of joy instead of mourning, all that. It's a beautiful process I'm hearing you share with us. And for a sister out there who uh, may not be lonely, right, but is experiencing something different, it could be depression or some other mental health mm-hmm crisis or emotional distraught or anything like that um taken from what you share in your book how do you encourage other women to seek the face of the lord to experience this unlimited joy Mm. yeah I, i think one thing to recognize is that um we have the holy spirit in us already He's, you know, the word, some say that he's in us, some say he's on us, some say he walks beside us. And so his joy, his presence is already in us. So sometimes it's just turning, like switching our mindset. There'll be a lie that we're believing that the Lord is far away. And we're just recognizing he's not far away. He might feel far away, but the truth is that he is actually close by. And it's learning to recognize how you experience the Lord. You know, mm. some, people, some people will be a hearer. They'll hear him through his, his voice. 
or it might be an audible voice, it might be just a voice in your mind. It may be that you see visions and pictures and that you are a seer in the spirit. Um, something that I have learned over time is that I'm actually a feeler and that I feel the Holy Spirit. So it's just being becoming aware of that. And as we grow in relationship with the Lord, we start to recognize uh, how when he's present. I went through a stage of recognizing that um, like Jesus was standing next to me and had his arm around me and I kept feeling this pressure on my upper arm and I came to recognize that was Jesus standing next to me and had his arm holding me and that he was that close. And then other times I've had um, like a, a sweet uh, ointment come on my lips and it was like the Holy Spirit was so close that he was kissing, like kissing my lips. And it was just something that I've learned over time is to um, just be aware of, of how he's speaking and in what way he's speaking and, and just learning to, yeah, to recognize that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that, uh, that you said, learn to recognize how you experience the Lord. Um, because some people, you know, might look at how another person experiences the Lord and feel like they have to do it that way. And that's not how God wants to commune with you, you know? No. So I love that. I really, really love that. Yeah. So um, unlimited joy, we've talked about the oil and also how we sense the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in us. Um, when it comes to where you are right now, so you have moved back home to New Zealand mm -hmm. and you're settling in and it's post-Bible college, right? It's post-Bible college. Yeah. Um, describe your breathing again season now that you're all in with Jesus and you're working with the Lord and he's holding your hand as you do some amazing things with your book and more books to come and your, all those things. Describe how you're learning to breathe again with him. Mm. Well, it, yeah, it, it's definitely different. So we've gone from a mega church of 10,000 people and being in school four days a week with like 600 people and, and having amazing worship sessions to coming home. Our local church is only a church of 60. And so it's, it's a big difference and going from you know, four days a week to being in church one day a week. So it's just um, now learning to um, just connect with the Lord um, on my own terms, I suppose, mm -hmm. and learning how to do that each day, like if, say spiritual disciplines, mm -hmm. just uh, having a, a time of worship and, and reading the word and, and praying and and just getting rhythms back. I think that's mm -hmm. the big thing is getting rhythms back. And and I, you know, I have this message that I want to share. And and so often we can feel the weight of that and the wanting to get everything done now. But I'm really just living and going, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Yeah, what mm. is the priority today? So rather than feeling pressured by it. Is just taking one step and then another step and another step. And because um, a big joy killer is just the burden. It can be burden of ministry and burden of getting things done. And especially for women out there who are entrepreneurs and, and trying to, to do new things, we can be weighed down by that. And that can really kill our joy. It can steal mm -hmm. our joy. So I'm, yeah, just learning to breathe and go, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do today? And, and just focusing on that and, and then just celebrating small, small achievements. Mm. So I'm sitting here and I'm doing mm, 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 like a whole lot of nonverbal <laughs> cues because everything that you said right there about, you know, Pacing us, I call it pacing my. I write in my journal every day when I do. I make up. I make my daily plan. Um, there's a section that talks about my non-negotiables, and one of them is I intentionally write down, pace myself, and pace my thoughts. Mm. You know, 
just because I know that I can run 100 miles an hour ahead of God. If, <laughs> if I choose to, I would every day because I'm a goal getter. I'm a goal getter. My, I'm a type A. I get things done. Yeah, and <laughs> when you when you walk with the Lord, you soon find out that he will help you get things done in his pace, in his time. And yeah. I love what you said about learning to do that with him. And if it's the one thing that he's asking you to do, then you do that. And as you were talking, I was hearing and seeing some of us who um, have, have so many things that we want to achieve and we believe that God has given us a message, mm. but also the enemy is putting so much fear in us that if you don't get it out today, <laughs> that's it. Somebody else is going to take it and run with it. And so you have us not waiting for God's guidance. Mm. We are just wanting to do it all today because it's like, if I don't get it out, someone else will get it out. Da, 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 da. And we are missing that whole timeline that God wants yeah. to have and give us. So, yeah. so as you talk about you pacing yourself and you waiting on God and all that, um, we are coming to a wrap up here, but share with us, even in this season of breathing again, um, what that waiting sometimes feels like, you know, as you wait for the next thing, the next thing and the next thing and the next thing from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I like to wait in expectation or expectancy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, knowing you know, knowing that God has got got good things, and and there can be times where things have been delayed, um, and we can get a bit down because we haven't seen breakthrough, we haven't seen things happen. Mm-hmm. But um, it's recognizing. What are we believing while we're waiting? <laughs> Do we believe in God's timing? Do we believe in God's goodness? Do we believe that we're going to get there when we're supposed to? And um, so I think waiting is just going, okay, Lord, I know you've got me. I know you've got plans for me, for me to prosper. So as we wait, we can wait in joy, uh, knowing that he has got good things for us and mm-hmm. uh, you know and when we're feeling down it's I'm not a fake it till you make it kind of girl saying you know choose joy and um, I'm saying bring bring your thoughts bring your fears and 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 bring them to the Lord if we're going oh, I'm feeling really down at the moment because it, it's just not happening <laughs> we'd say okay Lord what what lie am I believing and mm-hmm. and let him speak truth into mm-hmm. us that you know, the enemy will speak lies over us and get us mm. to believe certain things. Mm. Um, but we've got God's voice, we've got the Holy Spirit mm. to, to teach us and to counsel us and to guide us and show us the next step. So, uh, yeah, we get to wait and enjoy. <laughs> so, just a sidebar, not really a sidebar, but I just noticed that your first name is double L and not one L. And I think I've yeah. been putting one L. And so I'm sitting here making a mental note that, okay, when we start airing your podcast, double L, double L, double L. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom thought it looked balanced, you see. Kylie <laughs> with one L was unbalanced. And oh, my that gosh. Is, that's that so creative. My personality is reserved and balanced. But with... <laughs> With the joy of the Lord, he's broken through culture and he's broken through my personality uh, to, to more joy. <laughs> Kylie, I need to have you talk about that sometime because when we stand so strongly on our personalities as daughters, as women, and say that, well, God created me this way, right? Yes, he created it this way but he's giving you the opportunity to become even better because this way is your natural self. And he knows that you can be nurtured into that way, the way he wants you to go. And so when I'm with my sisters and I hear the very strong standing on, this is my personality and this is what God gave me. I always have this question at the back of my mind is, And so what are you going to do to get better? 
And I hear you saying that God broke into culture. He broke into my personality. Now that is a daughter that is at the mercy of Jesus's feet. When you're able to say that and say that with a smile on your face, y'all, she has a smile <laughs> on her face while she's saying that, that tells you that, you know, I am reserved and uh, balanced. But if God wants me in a place where I have to be extroverted, I'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I will be. I'm not going to say, oh, Lord, you know, my personality is this, so I can't do it. Right. And I love that, that you said that, that God broke into culture and he broke into your personality. Because the more we get to be like Jesus, there are two traits that Jesus himself said about him across all the Bible. He said two traits about who he is. And it is in the book of Romans, um, not the book of Romans, in Matthew, when he's talking about um, the yoke and the rest. And he says mm. that, for learn from me, because mm. my spirit is what humble and gentle. And I have learned over the years now that the more I lean on him, the more I open my heart the more humble and gentler I'm becoming. But sometimes I'm like, Lord, sometimes being impatient is fun. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes when I'm like, ah, it's fun sometimes, Lord, but I am becoming, I said, too soft. <laughs> that is the breaking into who you are to make you even more of who he wants you to be. You know? And it sounds like you have fully, fully, fully committed and embraced that with me. Yeah. So it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. With, you know, just on the joy topic, Jesus said to his disciples, um, you know, I've told you these things so your joy may be made complete and mm. so that they could have his level of joy. Mm -hmm. And he had joy above all of his companions. So yeah all of our attributes and and different things we can mm -hmm. step into the level of jesus mm -hmm. uh when he is in our lives and when the yeah. holy spirit is teaching us and, and mentoring us and showing us what to do if we let him right if we let yeah. him <laughs> yeah. do what he wants to do yeah and it's not always comfortable <laughs> it's not that's what i was saying it's not sometimes i just want to ah, and he's like no not today not today. But, <laughs> nope, not today, Kate. Not today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I know you have unlimited joy and you probably tap into it all the time. Um, how do you keep the joy up? Because we have our down days. We have our mm -hmm. moments. I've heard you talk about mindset. I've heard you talk about some of the things that you have come to terms with about your relationship with the Lord. How do you keep joy unlimited? How do you keep it up? Just recognizing that I don't do it in my own strength. And it's not that I'm joyful every single day. <laughs> it's not that I'm joyful every single moment of the day. But when I feel that I'm lacking joy, I know where to go get it from. And just going back to the Lord and saying, I need your strength today, you know. Um, yeah, either show me what I'm believing and change my mindset or just give me the gift and the grace for joy today. I'm, I'm impatient or I'm hormonal and I'm irritated. That part. Kids. And it's like, Lord, can you just pour it, pour it out and... Um, yeah, I just do it in connection with the Holy Spirit. You know, he says that he'll fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him. But it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, the kingdom is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And it's just about remaining connected and, and not doing it once off for half an hour as you pray in the morning. But it's just walking and talking with him as you go about your day. I hear a lot of the fear of the Lord of the Lord in you when you speak. It's like you've come to this place where you you have the fear of the Lord in you. 
because people can say they love Jesus all day long and they don't have the fear of the Lord. And what does that look like? They, they are not really leaning into the discernment from the Holy Spirit, right? The convictions are ignored, mm. you know, all those things. Because when you truly love the Lord, you have to fear what he what he brings to you, right? And it's not like the whole afraid type of fear, it's the respect, the reverence mm. that you have for him enough to say that when you're convicted in this area, you lean in and you listen. And I hear that mm. in you as you're talking, I can sense that about you, that you have the fear of the Lord settled. It's like, I respect the Lord, I revere him, he's my father, he's my Lord and savior. And when he talks to me, I listen. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I sense that about you. That's cool. So one golden nugget for our sisters out there who are in different stages of their mm. spiritual formation and their walk with the Lord. Um, when you come and you say unlimited joy and, you know, may the God of hope you know, be with you and all of these things. Um, what do you want to tell them when it comes to the oil of joy that they need to have? Well, I, I think I've said it over and over again. I sometimes feel like a broken record. That, um, if I could go back and talk to myself 20 years ago, um, I would tell myself that joy is not just a decision. It's not just um, counting my blessings and, and choosing to be joyful but that joy is found in the presence of the Lord. There is fullness of joy in his presence. Mm -hmm. And learning, and if, if you haven't learned how to foster God's presence in your life, it's learning learning how to, to recognize his presence, to foster his presence, to get into his presence, because that's where his joy is. Uh, and, and that we can just receive by getting into that place. So I like that. Yeah, yeah that's what I would say. <laughs> I like that. So then talking about joy, what does joy really look like for you these days? Well, I actually, I, I did a word study. Um, of, I'm a bit of a geek, a bubble geek, and I actually looked at every word um, in the Hebrew and the Greek uh, that was for joy, or gladness, or rejoicing. And there's so many expressions of joy, and I think it looks different in different seasons. Um, in my first year, when I had received this outpouring of the joy of the Lord, it expressed itself in laughter and in dancing. I just I, I didn't want to sing to the Lord. I just wanted to dance before him. And this is coming from a conservative introvert with two left feet um but i just wanted to dance before him because it was this this praise and this rejoicing wanted to flow out for me and then i went into a season of it was um what we call a countenance of joy mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. quiet gladness and um, I even when I told people I was writing a book on joy, people would look at me sort of sideways and go, "Really? Because you're not that exuberant." But I think I was. It was just this phase that I was in that I was walking out a countenance, an experience, and a countenance of joy. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, there's other times when joy can be can completely overcome you. There's a word that means like the vibrations of a mast of a ship um that much joy it just completely overtakes you so joy has many expressions and it can look different every day and yes. in different situations and in different seasons yes i love that i love that so how do you give yourself permission to breathe I just, I've, I've, you know, in my older age, I've learned to recognize when I'm losing my joy and when I'm getting stressed and, and, and then go, oh, what's causing this? And, mm. um, and then just recognizing what I, what I needed, what I need to do. And mm. so it's, 
Yeah, obviously at the moment I'm not back working full time or anything, so mm -hmm. it's easier to, to breathe. <laughs> it all depends on your on your circumstances, how easy it is. But um, one thing is that I just really connect with my husband and, and um, because he's had problems with his back and, and difficulties, we've always had to do everything in partnership. So keeping that open discussion and open dialogue and in times where you go, I just don't have anything left in me. Can you step up and um, and admitting when you when you can't do things in your own strength and, and when you need help. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, don't know if I answered the question very well. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Because you, you, you give yourself permission to breathe by doing all these things. And because you are in partnership with another person, another person, mm -hmm. I love what you said, which is I'm very um, vulnerable when I know that I can't move any further. I just talk. And mm. you know, your partner takes it from there. So I like that. This has been great. I have enjoyed the time dissecting joy, unlimited joy. And I know that anyone who picks this up and listens to, they're going to hear the essence of the Lord in you, the essence of the Lord in your voice as you talk about him. Like you have this quiet joy exuded from you. It's not like the flamboyant, you know, like. No. <laughs> it's the quiet joy, the confidence that you have when you talk about what he has done for you and the unlimited joy that he's given you. So how can listeners get in touch with you? Where can they get the book um, for those who are interested in buying it and all that? Oh. Well, you can. I'm on Facebook and on Instagram, um, Kylie Martin Author. And like you said, my name is spelled K Y double L I E because I'm balanced. <laughs> I'm balanced Kiwi, down to earth Kiwi. Uh, so you can find me on yeah, Facebook and Instagram, Kylie Martin Author. And then I have a website, uh, kyliemartin.com. Uh, mm -hmm. And you can find the links there um, for my book. And um, every Monday morning in New Zealand, I am doing a a, a Facebook live and it's called Joy Burst Monday and it's just um, releasing some joy and at the start of the week so if you, you follow me on Facebook you'll get my live it might it'll be Sunday night your time you can start your awesome. joy your week with a burst of joy. yeah or you go to bed with a burst of joy, right? I was about to yep. ask because I was like, that would be Monday over time, so it would be Sunday evening over here in the United States. And then, of course, some of the other parts of the world, different time zone. Kylie with a double L, balanced and reserved. <laughs> it has been awesome talking to you. I could not wait. We, we, we talked, what, a month or so ago, and I was like, yeah. I can't wait. And here we are in August, so... It's been great talking to you and I can't wait to catch up with you again. And I'm going to put all your information in the show notes so that people can access your information from there, your Instagram handle, all that too. So, so, so girl, I love your heart. I think, I thank God. Yeah. I thank God for you and I can't wait for us to catch up again. Okay. Yeah, thank you for activating joy in me this morning and activating joy in others. You're beautiful and so great to connect oh, with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Same here. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs>